And everybody, welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, if you didn't know, there's a premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Again, not texting. I have zero people to text in my life. Uh, here is a timer. Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. This is the premiere podcasting show for cpluscomedy.com. It's a website. Go there. Uh, if it's your first time listening, this is episode 124. I thought I'd start doing the episode numbers because it's unbelievable how many there are. 124 of these. I thought I would stop at 10. And then I got to 20 and then I got to 60. I'm going to start recording the video. And I, I said, might as well do it till I die. I won't do it till I die. I don't have to listeners for that. <laughs> Welcome back. Constitutional. What's been going on with my week? This is the first episode in a couple of weeks that's been recorded on time. On a Thursday. On a Thursday evening. As everybody heads out for Thirsty Thursday, your boy stays in at 7 o'clock. 7.36. After watching an episode of Glow that was too long. 42 minutes. And it's a half hour comedy? That's the issue with these streaming shows, man. This... They overstay their welcome. A breakable Kimmy Schmidt, Glow, uh, Bojack Horseman does it. These are all Netflix shows. Uh, let's let's name something on Hulu. Uh, oh, speaking of Hulu, I've been watching a show called uh, This Way Up. It's a very wonderful show from the British Isles. <laughs> from the British Isles, uh, like I said, it's over there on the Hulu. I, it's a, of course it's an imported series on Hulu, but it's the only place you can watch it. And it stars Ashling B. I think that's actually her name. Ashlyn B or Ashling B. And it's great. Sharon Horgan's in there. Yeah, Ashling. And then uh, some other people. And let me just... It's uh, its like Fleabag, except she has a name. <laughs> and... Uh, oh, boy. She doesn't talk to the camera. She doesn't talk to the camera. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to remember if she did or not. And she's trying to... Fleabag's initially not trying to do better, but Ashling B's character is. It's a 2019 British comedy drama. I don't know what I'm drama. Uh, boy, the, the women over there can uh, pump something out. The series is set in London and is about a young, single Irish Catholic woman, Ayn, uh, who recently had a nervous breakdown. She teaches English to a second language to, to people. Horgan, uh, Sharon Horgan plays her sister. And at first, I thought Sharon Horgan was just going to be there as as a cameo of some sort. But it's, it's, she's not a cameo. She is the sister and one of the main characters. And then Chris Gere is in the show as well. From You might know him from... Um, oh, boy, I just moved, moved the microphone. You might, of course, know him from one of the greatest half-hour sitcoms. Or not sitcom, comedy show. It's called um, You're the Worst. <laughs> I forgot the name for a little bit. That's why I was stretching it for a while. It's a this way up is a great show, very wonderful. Like I said, it does. It's reminiscent of Fleabag, and its execution. There's only six episodes, and uh, I wouldn't doubt if next year or the year after that or the year after that they came out with season two, series two. And it fe- it's very funny. I think it's more comical than Fleabag. Why am I comparing these two shows? Made by two great women. This way up, go watch it over there on the Hulu's. It's wonderful. This show has been going on for about three minutes now, and I don't know what in the world I said for the last forty-five seconds. 
<laughs> there we go. There's that. All right, let's move on to the first story. Latino representation is down in Hollywood. This comes from the rap. A lot of people reported on it because this is another one of those whatchamacallits, these uh, studies done by the Color of Change. I'm not Color of Change. It's the USC uh, Inclusion Initiative. Let's get into it. From the rap, written by Trey Williams, Latino community largely ignored in Hollywood films, new study finds. Only 3% of the top 100 grossing films from 2007 to 2018 featured Latino actors in lead or co-lead anchors, uh, roles, excuse me, according to a new study conducted by USC Anberg's Inclusion Initiative in partnership with the National Association of Latino Independent Producers. What's more, only 4.5% of all speaking characters across all films were Latino, despite the demographic representing the largest ethnic group in America. Latinos make up 18.3% of the U.S. population, and according to the study, 77% of the 50 U.S. states and two territories have populations with a higher percentage of Latinos than what is currently seen in Hollywood films. The study also dove into an analysis of the stereotypes of the speaking roles Latinos often get in film, finding the roles are typically portraying characters who are poor, isolated, or criminals. Now you might, you might, you might, you might remember, you might remember the USC Inclusion Initiative, Amberg Institute, I think, the USC Amberg's Inclusion Initiative that I've mentioned it on this show on the Constitutionals and I've covered it, I think at least three different times on Newstime. If you haven't heard, USC Amberg does the, does these studies I think like every, and they release them like every, what feels like now every couple of months, every three or four months, every quarter. And we learn that a specific group that they are studying, blacks, Latinos, Asian Americans, women, are down, are not being represented equally on film or television. And they've mostly done black people. And then, you know, then in the, like in the background, they'll say, and Latinos and Asians, <laughs> they'll do stuff like that. But now it's it's good to see them branch out from doing one race. This is what this is kind of what I always think about. What happens is when people are activists for some activists, I guess, but they're they're trying to represent a whole group. And they're going, I'm not even on camera anymore. <laughs> they're going, I'm not even on camera anymore. And. They think that representing one side of the uh, one one minority group is uh, it's going to help everybody, and I don't I don't know if that's exactly what they think, but that's kind of how it comes off. Like when you say when you're this is so difficult to put because <laughs> I can see it in my head, but it's not coming out of my mouth. But when whenever you think. Whenever you see like, oh, well, God, I don't want, I'm trying, I'm stepping on some toes here. Whenever I hear that, like in a podcast, like Throwing Shade, Brian Safi and Eric Gibson, they mostly do, so Throwing Shade is a podcast where uh, Brian Safi, who's gay, and Aaron Gibson, who's a woman, and they do, they do stories 
uh, they pick a story each. And Brian's is typically, and so it's specifically they say this in the theme song: LGBT issues, women's issues. Can you handle it? And then they get into the theme song, uh, and and that's and they only hit those two things most of the time. They do hit. They, I'm not saying that they don't. I would say sixty percent, seventy percent of the time, it's women's issues and LGBT issues, and then the other thirty percent is race. But they can't speak to race because they understand that they are two white people. And that would be two white people talking about race. So that's what I was trying to say. And uh, so what happens when, you know, when they can't talk to, when they can't speak to uh, the situation? I just turned on the, uh, for those not to know, <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing headphones <laughs> that are, <laughs> that are uh, uh, noise canceling. I just turned on the noise canceling and it just got very, very quiet in here. I could hear echo before and now I can't. But what happens when when one group is lifted up, i.e. women, and then another group is not? Another group who is that is equally in the same position. Equally in the same position. Title. So you get to these points where you're fighting for one side, but then there's other sides, you know? Like when you're, this is, God, this is, again, so difficult to say. Because, you know, you could, you could just, I mean, like, again, it's impossible to fight for everybody at once. Because that would, that would be the worst mistake. You can't just go, they're shooting black people. And also Latinos can't get in across the border and the Jews, you know, (laughs) you sound insane. You sound like Bernie talking about, uh healthcare <laughs> let's keep going this is uh from stacy smith dr stacy smith who leads the amberg inclusion initiative most of the time the latino community has not been prioritized and it is imperative that we shed light on the glaring reality of latino representation in film n-a-l-i-p executive director ben lopez said i'm sorry uh, uh stacy smith's coming up next NALIP has positioned itself to be an elegant solution to this complex problem through our commitment to building the pipeline of Latino talent and sustainable development in the industry. Dr. Smith's research must guide decision makers to the conclusion that there is immense value in collaborating with and investing in the Latino community. And then they provide us a little normalized chart. It's the overall percentage of Latino characters, which is 4.5%. And these are in movies for the past uh, 11 years. So from 07 to 18, 2018. Total number of characters, 47%. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. 47,268. And then the lowest percentage were, were in 07, 09 in 2016 with 3%. And the highest was 2017, 2011 with 6%. And then everything just kind of stayed, fluctuated between 3 and 6%. It doesn't get any better behind the camera either. When looking at 1,200 of the top grossing films from 2007 to 2018, the study found that 4% of the U.S. directors were Latino. In the same batch of films during that one period, one out of every 1,335 was a Latina. And then, of course, you know, think of, think of the, the Latino directors that you know. Alfonso Cuaron, Guillermo del Toro, and Alejandro Inarito. 
Uh, retubes, excuse me. Jesus, I don't know. I don't pronounce his last name. And those are like the mega ones. Those are the huge ones. But then you think about indies. You think about, uh, and I know they didn't mention TV shows in that graph, but you think about TV shows and you, the numbers just don't add up. They don't fit. And it's the same thing. And you can you can choose the same quotes from uh, when they do black people, when they did black people last year, two years ago. Not many people are getting work, getting the jobs. And it's unfair. It really is. The Latino community is not being prioritized, as that Ben guy said, Ben Lopez said. Like imagine if you and if you don't see what the issue is, imagine if you were in a position to. I don't know what's a what's a job that's comparable to this. What I don't know. But imagine if you were in that position. Imagine if you had all of this. What people thought you had this power, people thought you're going to do great things and you can't even get looked at. It's ridiculous. And there are just, and I think what the issue is, especially in comedy, this is how it ties back to comedy, suplexcomedy.com. Especially in comedy, it's very hard, especially if you're a writer. Let me, let me back that up and, you know, comedy, writer, whatever. If you're any, if you're anything, unless you know somebody, it's going to be hard to get the job. I was listening to an episode of the writer's panel this morning at the gym. I forgot who was on it, but the writer's panel is a podcast hosted by uh, Ben Blacker. It's on the forever dog network. Uh, It was on the Nerdist network and then Nerdist went way downhill. (laughs) But the latest episode featured Rob Chavis, Liz Alper, Zoe Marshall and Dante Harbor. I believe Dante is the black one. I don't know. But one of them was black. <laughs> Go ahead and say Dante. And he's a screenwriter. And he was mentioning that, or maybe it was Rob. Yeah, Rob. It's Rob. It's Rob. I'm sorry. It was Rob because his, his credits were blackish in the Superior Donuts. Superior Donuts. So Rob is a black man. And he was, he had a career before he was writing and then he decided I'm going to be a writer, a TV writer. And he spent, you know, so long trying to get into the industry. And this is, this is as an older gentleman that, you know, I guess in his thirties or something like that. Uh, so this is as uh, a man who's slightly older than me and, he tr- and he's trying to break in, you know, just like me or someone my age, he's trying to, he's trying to break in. And uh, eventually he lands, he lands some type, not a scholarship. Um, ABC does something. Uh, I think it was ABC that he was working with. Um, crap. Uh, some type of uh, thing. They do some writer's thing. And he was able to land that. I think it was ABC. And he was able to land that. And then that, he got, a, he got an interview on, uh, in some type of lawyer position on a studio lot. I believe, and then he, and then the 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 person was that he was interviewing with was like, oh, "You want to? You actually want to write?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then he got he that person helped him get into 
the uh, meeting room with the the guy who created Superior Donuts, and then he wrote for Superior Donuts. Superior Donuts was canceled. He jumped on Blackish, and because he was able to get on Superior Donuts, he has twenty you know scripts under his belt, including this. And then he also has stuff that he did in the meantime when he was trying to get a job, specs and what have you. And then uh, he floated the idea that there are people, again, like me, who are trying to get writing jobs. And they're not going to be able to. Why? Because if he's out of a job or if, if, if and this is there and the, this is the episode was talking about the uh, WGA board candidates, they're WGA board candidates. They're all going to we're all running for board for the WGA. So he was talking about. If he's looking for a job and he has 20 scripts under his belt and then somebody else like me is looking for a job and I have zero, all I have is specs and nobody wants specs. Who are they going to hire? They're going to hire the guy who has 20 scripts under his belt. And that's the one black person they're going to hire. And they're going to hire one woman and that's it. And it's all going to be white guys from there. That's the issue. Now, let's tie it all back to the inclusion initiative. Just bring people in. If we just hire people based on their skill level and not on nepotism or not on uh, their nepotism is friends. I was going to say that. <laughs> not other stuff like that. Then we would be better off. Now, I'm glad that the Latino community was covered in this because someone needed to do it. And as much as, you know, I love black people, <laughs> there are other communities out there that aren't being, uh, that aren't being looked at. If we get fight, if we fight for one, we got to fight for all. All right, I'm gonna take a break, and then we're gonna move on to the next topic. <laughs> And we're back to the Constitutionals podcast. Let me tell you a little secret. <laughs> I wasn't sure I was going to share for everybody. Oh, Nadal advances on walkover. Well, there you go. I went to go pause the timer. That is my phone. Or to restart it. Or whatever. Reset it. And there's a candle that is lit. If you're not watching the video, I urge you to. <laughs> you don't have to do it. Who cares? No one watches the video. I know the statistics and you can see the views on YouTube. <laughs> anyway, I reached over the candle and rested my palm like for, and this all happened within, you know, a half second, rested my palm, turned off the phone, pulled back, realized it was hot. And I was like, Oh boy, that's a stupid move. Same thing happens in the bathroom. I have a big candle. That's like maybe like a, 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 not even a foot. <laughs> what's, what's less than 12 inches, <laughs> less than 12 inches high. Uh, three apples tall. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how Smurfs are measured. I have a candle that's about that big. And uh, it's right next to my bathroom sink. Um, and so, but my, but my wall, there's a wall like right between that or wall. There's my um, hand towel right between that and where, I, and where I wash my hands. So I have to reach over it <laughs> if ever it's lit. <laughs> and I always feel the heat. I gotta figure out better placement. 
What else happened in this week? Not a lot of work. Got to got to be completely honest with you. Not a lot of work going on this week at uh, the the job. Uh, we're we're still waiting on a couple of shows to be. I don't know if I ever mentioned what I actually do. I work in television. Uh, <laughs> that's as far as I'll go. If I if I've mentioned it before, then it's not gonna get mentioned. <laughs> uh, just waiting on a couple of shows to happen at work. I work in television. This is the dumbest thing I ever said. Oh, speaking of Fleabag, I just learned that there's going to be... Uh, what the... I, don't know, I thought my air card turned on, but my but the, it was the air outside, I guess, for the people upstairs. Any hoosers, that doesn't matter. <laughs> is that my air? That is my air. Okay. It sounded like the, I heard the thing going outside. Any hoosers, none of this matters. <laughs> I was reading something. Uh, Fleabag is doing uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges, who created Fleabag and Killing Eve, and uh, Crashing. I think she stars in Crashing. I don't know if she created that, but she's also there's also and not the not the Crashing from HBO, not Pete Holmes is Crashing. That got canceled. Crashing that's from BBC England. <laughs> she's doing a one night only event where she is doing a live performance of Fleabag for audiences uh, across the world on movie screens. And 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 so they're going to do that September 12th and in November it's coming to Atlanta. And like so they're going to they're taping it September 12th and then everywhere else, uh, whoever wants to, I guess, buy it and show it, they're going to do that. And so uh, the the movie theater down the street from me at Old Fourth Ward is going to the landmark cinema town movie theater is going to do it. So I can't wait. Midtown Art Cinema. The only place where you can see an Avenger, a Disney movie, and an indie movie, which is which is great. I'm so glad it exists. And tickets aren't they don't break the eleven dollars, so that's good too. But it's in such a why. You know what really sucks? <laughs> There's uh, in Atlanta, and I can only assume uh, L.A. and New York and Chicago and just like it, just major cities. There's and with their surrounding popular hipster white people gentrified neighborhoods there's no good place for anything <laughs> by that i mean going somewhere and parking is so gosh darn hard the whole foods in old fourth ward in atlanta east of downtown which is five minutes five or ten minutes east of downtown is so just create it's just blood curdling it's hard to get into and it's hard to get out of because it's so popular. It's so packed. It's so dense. And in that same plaza, there's a Home Depot, a GNC, several massage places, a CVS, uh, Starbucks, and then homeless people hang out there too. So there, so it's just, and then it's across the street from Pond City Market, which is just a bunch of, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a giant indoor strip mall, <laughs> giant indoor strip mall with, uh, with foods and uh, boutique shopping. It's a boutique palace. And and then the the people go there, and then it's you know it's all walkable from uh, Piedmont Park and all these different places, and it's just so hard to get to everything. Trader Joe's is always busy down here, but if I go to Trader Joe's in the rich part of the town, Buckhead, uh, right near where I work, I should stop giving out exact details of things. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, <laughs> you know, only a hundred people listen to this. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, which is, I mean, that's a good number. Um, <laughs> shut, shut up. But if you know, if if I go to the Buckhead Buckhead Trader Joe's, there's two in there's two in Buckhead. You don't know where I work yet. 
<laughs> then it's not that busy. I go on a Friday at 6 p.m. Oh, that's too much. <laughs> that's too much. Let's get into the next story. Final story. YouTube says it won't negotiate with the YouTubers Union. This comes from The Verge, written by Bijan Stefan. YouTube says it won't do business with the YouTubers Union, a year-old organization that aims to support creators on the platform and bring them together to push for creator-friendly changes. Quote, we explained to the union in great detail what YouTube is doing in terms of transparency and support for YouTubers, a YouTube spokesperson said in an emailed statement. But we have also made clear that we are not going to negotiate the demands. Even so, YouTube has taken steps to appease the union after it joined with IG Metall, a German metal workers union that is the largest industrial union in Europe. Earlier this month, according to a Facebook post from Jörg Sprav, the founder of the YouTubers Union, Google Germany offered to meet with the union to, quote, discuss some fundamental questions about the future of work, which the union accepted. I'm going to read this last one. YouTubers have tried and failed to unionize in the past due to the difficulty. Hold on. The side of the political challenges. Okay. So, excuse me. I'm sorry. I've been a little bit sick. So YouTubers are trying to unionize. And this goes along with uh, BuzzFeed that was trying to unionize, I believe, a couple of months ago. Vox was trying. Yeah, Vox was unionizing because I read a, a terribly long article on that. And, uh, and you know, other media organizations, New York Times, NPR, that already have unions. But, like, they're just trying to uh, – I think it was eSports trying to unionize. Anyway, they were just trying to get – better pay and things of the like a union is good for workers and if you're a business you don't want somebody to be in union but a union is good for workers because you want to get you don't want to get too many ads let's let's look at it in the youtube space you don't want to get all these ads that are running on your videos but your videos get demonetized because YouTube has been, Google has been demonetizing, let's call it YouTube. YouTube has been demonetizing videos left and right for no apparent reason. Or the copyright thing, which is uh, if you use like a snippet of a song or, excuse me. Jesus, oh my God, I'm dying. If you use a snippet of a song or if you use just anything that some big company will call copywritten. Then they'll then YouTube will just take your video down no matter what or demonetize it like that. God, I am dying. Watch the video. Let's see, this is the last video. Sprav claims YouTube folded to its pressure by changing its rules around monetization. For its part, YouTube doesn't seem to disagree. There's content that demands. That deems acceptable on the web on the site, but not acceptable for advertisers to run ads against. Some stuff just isn't advertiser friendly, and YouTube relies on advertisers for revenue. And I get, I think that's why you know, and not to defend YouTube, but I think that's why they kind of jump at the chance to to, to demonetize a video, and then they don't look back. They don't turn back, and that's the issue with YouTube is that they don't turn back when they demonetize a video. And there are people that rely on the service. As their jobs, I'm gonna put my feet up here. <laughs> nope, <laughs> I can't put the other one up. Here we go. There are people that rely on the service. Do you think I could be on one of those feet websites? <laughs> you know, when they type in like, 
I know it's only for women uh, that creepy people, men, creepy men <laughs> look up like uh, Dakota Fanning feet. Just mind typing on my thigh. <laughs> Any hoosers. But unions are good for the workers. Uh, and so people rely on YouTube for cash. Let's let's go with the report of the week. Um, review bra. He reviews food for YouTube. And he has a Patreon. So, but before I jump into that, he reviews food on YouTube. So let's say he has a video. He does uh, Popeyes versus Chick Fil A, which was popular last week uh, for the chicken sandwich. And he goes out the day that is super popular. He gets his phone because that's how he does it. He sits in his Prius because I think that's what he drives. <laughs> and he has both sandwiches, and he eats both, and he shoots a 13 minute video, and he uploads it to YouTube that afternoon, and then. Popeyes turns around and says, uh, and like he's he so there's ads on this video and he's and he's racking up the views, racking the views. He's got a million views. Popeyes turns around and says, and this is not a truth thing to happen, but Popeyes turns around and says, uh, we don't like the way that he dresses. We're not going to run ads on his channel. And this is kind of a, a stupid, regressive way of saying it, of of thinking about it. But this is this is how I'm thinking about it. And then they just they decide that they're not going to run ads, and. Or they say, or I don't know, um, the the Rad Brad. He's a video game player guy on YouTube, and he says something offensive, which he never does. But let's pretend he does. He says something offensive, and advertisers go, "No, we're not going to do that." Or PewDiePie. PewDiePie says something offensive, and advertisers go, "We're not going to advertise with him." And he loses advertisers. So there's a 10 minute video that anybody can watch for free, and he doesn't get any money for it because views don't count. Views mean nothing. It's the ads. It's the ads. It's all in the ads, baby. The YouTubers' union's main demands are related to making the service more democratic for smaller creators. It's calling for monetization for smaller channels, the right to speak with a real person if a channel is to be deleted, and, and that's one thing. A YouTube sometimes deletes channels without telling people, and all that stuff is gone. All the videos are gone. I believe that happened to somebody I don't, I don't remember if it was YouTube or if it was Twitch or somebody, but I think it was YouTube and somebody and uh, and all of YouTube just deleted all the channel. Transparent moderation decisions, ending demonetization, the end of Google Preferred, a different system for delivering ad money to creators, and the rules around content moderation to be clarified. And it's it is difficult to judge how well this stuff works, uh, and by and by I mean uh, this YouTube thing. Um, YouTube has a lot of unclear rules, and that's why they want those rules cleared up. Like if Casey Neistat, and this is why this is why you a lot of YouTubers, a lot of people who have like a couple hundred thousand to a million viewers, they bleep, like they'll say a curse word and then they'll bleep it out. Austin Evans, he'll bleep out curse words. Uh, Marquise Brown, the MKBHD, who I <laughs> eviscerated last weekend. <laughs> oh, God. Um, he, he doesn't curse at all. Um, uh, who else? I don't know. Uh, who bleeps? Who bleeps your stuff? Just tech reviewers, essentially. They bleep their stuff because they want to be able to get ads. 
While YouTube's scale might not uh, might make it hard for some of these demands to be implemented, they don't seem out of line for what creators have been calling for, which is essentially more transparency and greater nuance regarding how decisions are made about demonetization. The rub, however, seems to be that YouTube doesn't see itself as more than a hosting platform for creators, even though increasing numbers of those creators rely on the site for their incomes. Legally, that's true, but unions aren't formed because a certain kind of treatment is legal. They exist to remedy and clarify what the law doesn't cover. Oof. There's a lot of gray area in, in between all of this. So YouTube technically is a hosting site, but they, they are facilitating pay for these people, right? I mean, if somebody, if again, views don't count, but if somebody has a million viewed video, a million views on a video, and then they there's an ad, they allow for ads to run against it, which is a choice that they choose to do, but they allow ads to run against it. And at the, you know, and it's a, it's a 20 minute video and there's a, there's a beginning ad, there's an ad in the middle and then there's an ad near the end. Uh, and they get paid 10 cents per view for the ad. Wouldn't that Buccaneers or that Cowboys is kicked off. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't that make YouTube the employer? Does the check not come from YouTube? If you have 500, if you have 250,000, 500,000, 750,000, a million uh, subscribers on YouTube, does that not give you, does YouTube not give you, send you a, a button, a special podium that says, guess what? You did it. You got this many subscribers. You got a gold play button, a silver play button, a platinum play button. YouTube is more than a hosting site. So I just went from thinking it was just a hosting site to it is kind of an employer. It's the middleman. It's the facilitator between the ads. Because if if uh, if Austin Evans, if he was reviewing stuff on YouTube, Dell Dell wouldn't like Dell Dell wants to to say we're gonna give the Dell XPS fifteen every year to people and let them give them to a cover for a couple of weeks, let them review it, and they'll send it back because that's apparently what happens. I thought they gave it to them and let them keep it, but they don't. <laughs> uh, Dell's like, <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna send you this laptop. Who should we send it to? Who's on the rise? Who's on the rise? I'm sorry. I've just been coughing. Who is on the rise? Austin Evans, John Redinger, MKBHD, Crystal, Mobile Tech Review, Flossie Carter, Linus Tech Tips. That's who, that's what's going to happen. <sighs> Samsung, Galaxy Note 10. We sent it to all the tech people. Video games. Ubisoft wants, I don't know, what, what games are coming out? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know what games are coming out this year. Nintendo wants, um, oh, Jesus, Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Nintendo wants that reviewed. They're going to send it to IGN. They're going to send it to GameSpot. I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. <laughs> YouTube is a facilitator. They're also an employer. Because without YouTube, these people wouldn't have jobs. Vimeo would not have picked up the slack. And that's the only clo- that's the closest competitor to YouTube in terms of this. Because nobody's going to Facebook and watching videos. Nobody's going to Twitter and watching videos. I think Facebook is the only place you can watch loosely exactly Nicole, uh, Nicole Byers' show. Because they picked it up. And then they canceled it. But then they got that one show with Elizabeth Olsen. 
I don't know. It's uh, YouTube is YouTube is a very strange entity because it's part of one of the biggest companies in the world, and yet it doesn't see itself as anything but until you know they have until they have you're gonna you're gonna subscribe to YouTube Premium. Well, we'll give you Google Play Music for free. Speaking of that, YouTube Premium finally, and I don't think I, I think I mentioned this. Uh, their YouTube Premium is not going to be the service as we know it anymore. YouTube Premium is uh, you pay $10 to, to YouTube, to Google, whoever, per month, and you get access to all these shows. So it's a streaming network, streaming platform. Uh, you get access to all these YouTube Premium originals. But then the shows didn't perform as well, and YouTube's like, all right, we're, we're going we're gonna to do ad-supported now. And some of the shows have gone uh, in front of the paywall. Cobra Kai, Impulse is going to happen. Uh, on Demand with Liza Kashi or Liza Kashi On Demand, whatever that show is. But it's going to be ad-supported. But then if you still pay for YouTube Premium, hey, guess what? You get to you get to watch that stuff without ads. <laughs> it's so stupid. Hey, listen, if you like what you heard here, head on over to the website, cpulsecomedy.com, where there's a couple interviews. Hopefully I got another one coming out soon. I don't know. I already sent the questions. This is an email version. Of somebody I've already spoken to. Good person, though. And then you can also, if you want to see a video version of this podcast, head on over to the website, uh, youtube.com slash people's comedy. Speaking of uh, YouTube and websites, you can see a video version of this show, plus a backlog of episodes, plus the greatest show that I do, News Time. News Time is a weekly news show. Like The Daily Show, but way less funny. Choose one topic, cover it hard. This week's episode, oh no, I forgot. Uh, this week's episode, uh, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Why did I go to Instagram? No, 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 no. Go back to Instagram. Go back to Instagram. <laughs> it was uh, logging me in the C Plus Comedy's account. Continue as C Plus Comedy. Yes, please, baby. Oh, shoot. All right, I got it. I mean, I have to log in. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. This is embarrassing. I don't know anything that's going on anymore. I don't care about YouTube kids. Stop asking me. I'm not a child. Oh, God. This computer. This is embarrassing. And I'm trying to lock up here. This week's episode of uh, News Time. Was uh, the Disney Expo <laughs> all that for nothing? <laughs> Ten years of Disney Expo. It's a it's Disney's Expo uh, biannual. A lot of big stuff happened. <sighs> anyway, check it out. It's a good video. I did a good job. Check it out. What else we got going on? Hopefully, a new show on the horizon. It all depends. I, I don't know. I was thinking about it. It all depends. It's a podcast. With uh, writing element, I actually have two of those on the back burner, but I don't know. I really have to decide because <laughs> that crap is really hard about what I want to do. Uh, anyway, that's it. All right, I'm gonna hang up. Thank you so much for listening. You're the best. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Simples Comedy. Me on Twitter and Instagram at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to News Time and YouTube.com/slash Simples Comedy. All right, hang it up. <laughs> <laughs>